Welcome, welcome, guys. We are the Off-White Boys, and we bring you the Off-White Pod. And you already know who it is. It's the hardest host, darker than most. It's David. And with me, as always, I've got the most gas guy who never tells lies. Vic, what are you saying, bro? Yes, mate, I'm good. That's like, what, take 10 on that one? So yeah, we're good exactly. now, yeah. we scrap to get this one going, hasn't it? <laughs> but, you know, we'll get into it. But, yeah, mate, I'm doing good, to be honest. How about you? Good, yeah? Yeah, not bad, mate. Uh, pretty full, you know. I have little Nando's with uh, Dobbins. Shout you out, bro. I told you I was give you a shout out on the <laughs> he said you get gas he was like yeah definitely give me one so uh, now Dobbin's been go. listening my guy yeah trust me uh, he's a vegan now so that's a bit long but uh, <laughs> the um, the your Instagram story made me crease I was just like the amount of meat on your plate yeah, and then he just you know like, wrapping some rice or something bro when I go Too to Nando's funny. I eat so I haven't had I've been on the intermittent, intermittent fasting so mm. when I went to Nando's there, I was breaking it so yeah I had to back it it was it was nice obviously that slightly got me slumped though when I got back so I was yeah Nando's is one of them where you you definitely get fooded differently, don't you? Yeah, yeah. With the yeah, spice yeah, and everything, yeah, yeah. like you just you, it's nice though, isn't it? Like it's com- definitely good. Nando's is apart from I, I do have a complaint. King's King Street or whatever it is, uh, Huddersfield's your corn was undercooked today, so get that sort oh, of undercooked please, corn mate. is yeah, trust me. Not oh, mate, good at all, mate. Dobbins, that's terrible. Dobbins was telling me he he uh eats raw corn now. Like he'll have a salad, he'll get the corn. Like scrape it off the cob and just put it in uncooked. And he was like, "Oh, mate, trust me, it's peng." And I was like, "Nah, bro, you're gone. You're you're." Proper I always vegan. imagine if you <laughs> you're a proper vegan, bro. Yeah, next yeah, thing, yeah. Next yeah. thing you'll be eating like leaves of trees, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But like, I always imagine if it's not like boiled or put in the oven or whatever, it's just not going to be sweet for some reason. No. I feel like it's going to be bitter, but obviously I don't know if that's the case. I reckon it's just bare crunchy though. Like, yeah, hello. Do you know how hard corn is? When yeah, it's on the thing. and it's like, like pale, like it doesn't look no, appealing, does it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't see. Just cook it, mate. That's what I say. You'd never be a vegan then. Oh, mate, no, I don't care about anything enough to be a vegan. Stop eating Do you think mo- I don't know if Dobbin's vegan, told you, but bro. did he tell you, you like, why he's doing it? Is it just like a dietary thing, losing weight, like um, what, keeping maintaining no, a think, good weight? I think he does care about a lot of a lot of that stuff, and still, um, I think he, I think he was vegetarian for quite a while, and then he tried veganism as well, and he said it was it was calm. But okay, for yeah. me, like veganism is different level, bro. Like nothing from animals, like yeah, like sweets, you've got like, to really be careful dairy, what you eat, yeah. everything, like. That's too much. I can't even be. I can't even be vegetarian. I physically couldn't do it. So I, I respect everyone. It's the quality of vegetarian food, food that you're like accustomed to. I feel like in Indian culture, like the yeah. vegetarian food is like a different level. Like it's. Yeah. I feel like I could for yeah, for yeah, us yeah. for a long period of time because of our food is so good. But in the Nigerian I, diet, I promise you, anyone who's Nigerian will tell you there's no not, there's not, no there's no, there's no vegetarian options like the, no. You would just have to have the same dishes meat removed though, innit? Yeah, yeah. So, so it'd like, be like. Jell of rice with plantain salad, that's and then it. the sauce, and then the sauce. Like there's no still still a bang to be fair. Yeah, jell of rice different. That's that's different. <laughs> trust me. But um, but like, no, I hear you. Stews, like you've been when I eat panda jam, eba, all that kind of stuff. Yam, which with I have with egg, plantain even I have with egg. Like is it kind of vegetarian eat egg? They can, right? No, no, uh, vegans can't. Though. Vegans can't, no, but vegetarians. Yeah, yeah, yeah vegetarians. I think I, yeah, I don't think I could be a vegan no. just because I think like I would not. I think I would I'd not be as conscious about like what's in everything. Like yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. eat anything not, to do with animals. Not. Like I feel like I would mess up somehow. I think if I was a vegan, I'd have the rule of I won't cook anything from from that came from animals. But if I was buying stuff, obviously I'd still buy like vegetarian food. But I wouldn't be looking at the packaging to see if it had any glu- traces of gluten. Yeah, or but now the Tesco's and stuff like that, they've got sections where it's gluten free, vegan, like. Yeah, yeah. positive and all that stuff I'm not yeah, really sure yeah. the word but so it's like you can go and you can shop in the aisle and then you mm-hmm. know and it's definitely going to become more of a thing I would feel like fair, I'm probably going to get vegan rest- uh, vegan restaurants uh, vegan supermarkets at some point you know in the future man, that's a very good business plan yeah. you know maybe we should True, get that you know, even yeah. like surely even Tesco are thinking of that like you know they have the smaller stores yeah, yeah, like yeah. if they just had like them but just yeah. vegan yeah, and vegan. or veg- vegetarian yeah yeah no the market's definitely going that way mm. or to be fair if you they just need to increase the selection of aisles they have for vegans, yeah. I suppose. It's just and for someone like me, even, like, as much as I bounce, like, I think if I cut out gluten, it'd be very good for my IBS. So people yeah. who know me know about my IBS, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, gluten definitely is a big trigger for flatulence, as mm. they say. I, f- I feel like it could help a lot of people's diets and, like, bowel movements or whatever, or even just, like, naturally being healthy. I think I do want to try both being a vegan for a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... I just don't know how long I could do it, but vegetarian, I would love to do it as well, just because mine would be more, like, environmental mm-hmm. kind of viewpoint and stuff like that as well. But, yeah, fair I, enough. If I was to back it, it'd probably be, like, 24 hours and done. 
24 hours, mate. 12 hours of your sleep, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's nothing, mate. That's three meals. That's pathetic, said. Dave. You I can't said, you can't said, say that. I said what I said. Do a week, innit? Nah, no chance. <laughs> nah, nah. A week, bro. Like, you nah, could do nah, it. Nah, 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 nah. Bro, that means my mum can't cook for me, basically. Cause I'm nah, nah, forget like, that. You'd have to do it when you live on your own, still. And then, like, what'd you eat? But then, like, there's like, do you know, like, sometimes you need the. Say if you're getting the say if you're getting the right amount of grams of protein per yeah, day, yeah. and you know you can have like um they have like replica meats and stuff, right? Yeah. So no, you, you can have the that's, you that's, could have the satisfaction of eating a meat. That's what right? I disagree with, though. Why replica meats? Like you've chosen not to eat meat, so why are you trying to replicate something? Because it's the it's the, it's like you know when a smoker quits smoking yeah. and they'll have like chewing gum, mm-hmm. and they they it's the routine of like going outside and having but, the chewing gum. Being, so it's like the, it's yeah, the yeah, routine yeah, yeah. of like having yeah, yeah. a burger and it's greasy and it's like that it's that helps because people if people want to do it from not a food point of view but from an environmental point of view they're not they're, they're, not, they're not against eating a burger they're just no, against no. eating a burger with meat in it. Do you know I what agree, I mean? I agree. I agree. So I agree. So yeah, it's true, but still think it's kind of cheating if you're gonna be a, a vegan. Or <laughs> you want to go all the way stop that raw corn yeah, vibe just, just yeah. Forget about everything. <laughs> yeah no i'll be there i'll be eating my salads you know a bit of uh croutons and that that'll be fun you know what i mean don't get sake but nah yeah um that was a mad intro didn't even, we, we didn't even know we we're gonna talk about that guys. So <laughs> i apologies. love it so but, it's in it yeah um hopefully next time you he's about i'm free as well he's going traveling soon isn't he so hopefully we'll catch him before that yeah trust um me. i doubt it because he goes next sunday but yeah he well see you when you get back then dobbins yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah mate recently i've been re-watching um house of cards so i watched it like i think 2015 16 so like it was just before i'd watched like the first four seasons like all at once and then the fifth and sixth season came out something like that anyway um and re-watching it this time i feel like i don't know obviously i'm older now so i have like a bit of a a different perspective not, not too different but a different perspective in terms of i think i've been exposed to more more things have happened in our um society in the political environment and stuff that we're in especially in america anyway because it's obviously based on uh, american politics yeah. um but the way that frank underwood who is the, the you know the protagonist antagonist you watch it you let me know what you think mm. um the way he moves and stuff it was like it's so it's like frightening, you know, like yeah, yeah, how, yeah. that someone in that much power. I don't want to tell you. Cold blooded. Yeah, it's 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 beyond cold blooded. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to yeah. spoil it for anyone out there, but so it is spoiler alert to be fair. But um, the way he moves and stuff when he's like, for example, with Peter Russo, with Zoe yeah. Barnes, the Zoe Barnes one, uh, when it happened, what happened to her? I was like, <laughs> it was like the only ever death in a TV show that shocked me like that was the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. Yep, yep. I've never been like, oh my days, like I did not yeah, expect yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, so it was like that. But it got me thinking like, you know when Raymond Tusk gets involved? So basically he's like some billionaire who has the, um, the president um, in his, they're like friends, right? So, you know, people who are hiring business, business and politics go well together, especially in America. You know, it's like a, corporate frenzy over there like capitalist dream and stuff um the way like the businesses move and everything like it got me thinking i just want to, i'll just ask you a quick question now like you've watched it do you think that what they do the, the these characters i've mentioned do you think that actually happens in real life 100 percent. yeah no in i feel like tv shows like that there's no um like ideas to that specific like detail for t- over six seasons where they just completely made it up. Obviously, the uh, depth, the the depth they go into, and like the savageness of Pete Frank Underwood. I doubt every politician's moving like that. Obviously. Oh, completely like, not. Yeah, uh, not everyone's got bodies on them or whatnot. But I think you know the principles of the idea of you're in power, you don't care who you hurt, you'll you'll use whatever you can to get to wherever you can. Obviously, this isn't all the politicians because there'll be very few politicians. It'll be a lot of politicians that, you know, uh, have beliefs, have morals that they follow. But I definitely think it's one of those things where you'll have a... What I reckon... Obviously, I'm basing this on no no, no knowledge, whatever. I reckon like 30% of them or the ones that the higher you get up, the more and more you see. Yeah. So it might yeah. not be you're directly involved in it, but you don't stop it because you're like... One day I might be president, you know. Yeah, let me just rub shoulders with this guy. Oh, yeah. and, oh, he's he's into kids or whatever, you know what I'm Ooh, referencing. Yeah. Let me just. He's got money, blah blah blah. Yeah, Everyone yeah. knows. Oh, this. Oh, this Don's here too. Yeah. Rah, mad. Okay, let me stay over here. I, 
I didn't see nothing. Mm. You man can help me out. I won't say anything. Keep them in the good books. And that's how it, it's easy. I can see, genuinely, I can see how it happens when you get to the point, you get into a culture where everyone starts to feel they're above the law or mm. they are the law because yeah, essentially, literally. you know, that's what, that's what happens. But yeah, honestly, and I think we're seeing it through the um, Jeffrey Epstein documentary, the uh, characters, uh, well, I say characters, the, uh, po- the politicians that have been linked to him, you know, mm, all the celebrities yeah. allegedly are linked to him, like all this stuff. And even if, you know, in England, the weird stuff that goes on at, all these politicians' unis, their, you know, their uni culture and whatnot. Their, yeah, like the Black Mirror episode about <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Um, the yeah. first ever episode was based on David Cameron and yeah. what he did and so, stuff. So it's a bit mad, it's, actually. It's, all this stuff happens and it's just... It's a, it's, a, it's savagery, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah. you you use someone's weakness as a way to get them to bend to do what you want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, that's one of the biggest takes I would take from the show and, and like resonating that with real life because I feel like that in itself is so believable. I feel like that's like a, almost innate in humans because it's like you, you're you on a pathway, you want to get to where you want to get to, like as you were saying, and you will do anything. People might do anything that they can do to to get there. Yeah. So, you know, when they, in the show and stuff, when Frank does certain things, he like, he's like getting Doug, for example, he's like his little pit bull, he's like, find out about this person, like I want to know how to get him, yeah, to get yeah. me, get him to do something for me and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just crazy how they work. And um, I was speaking to um, Santosh last weekend, I think I mentioned this to you yesterday, but I uh, mentioned it shout again. Out, shout out Santosh. Yeah, come on, my guy. Uh, and um, he was saying how, like, Jeff Bezos, for example, right? So mm. Amazon, apparently, what they, he, he used to work on uh, Wall Street, or in, he was part of the, you know, in a company that worked in the stock stock market and stuff like that in America. Jeff Bezos, not Santosh, by the way, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately for us, not Santosh. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Jeff Bezos worked on uh, Wall Street or some whatever. And um, so, he has friends in there he's got good connections and then he was right he was working around there around the dot-com bubble i believe santos said mm-hmm. um i didn't do my own research but it's just interesting to see um and then now he's saying basically when he wants to buy a company he will essentially leverage them um in a negative way by if they say no to his initial offer he will basically use his friends in wall street to drive prices down of their stock and buy the company out for a cheaper offer stuff like that and mm-hmm. um, they're moving mad the whole amc movement don't want to get into it too much but you know if you do your googles on that like um basically how whales move on the stock market to you know get in at the lows and sell at the highs and you know manipulate the market and stuff like that so it's like we're seeing examples of this happening all the time it's just so believable that these things can happen right like is this just the world that we live in is it because i was thinking is if i was in that position like jeff bezos was with amazon or um maybe not with the maybe not frank underwood because i don't think i'd want to be you know a murderer or anything um i can safely say that yeah but (laughs) so would i would i do anything different so basically we can see as oh there's this massive multi-billionaire like he's like destroying companies and people and trying to get this and that but i'm like is is business an actual environment where it's a free-for-all whereas you know the rules and if i can leverage you with the resources and the capabilities i have better than you can is that is that jeff bezos or amazon's fault or whatever like is it their fault that they can do that but you can't with with that kind of stuff obviously it just comes down to individuality there and what the morals are because as you said with jeff bezos what he's doing there obviously in you know the light of you know the everyday person is unfair but also it's just one of those things where you're like business is business if you can do that you can do it and if you're savage enough or you you don't really care who you hurt then Mm. you can and there's people like that it doesn't even matter on that level there's some people that uh even no don't talk about uh even (laughs) even if you look at like you look at a fish and chip shop. You got two on the. You got two on the street. Yeah. You 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 might send a, a family member over there, buy some food. You start slandering it, post it on Facebook. Yeah, bad reviews. Bad, bad reviews. All this like, it's just everyone is it depends what like little ecosystem you're you're living in and yeah. what you view as immoral. So in that kind of circle, people will be like, oh, it's a local family business. It's not that deep. 
essentially that's what you do when you get to those multi-millionaire yeah. companies they're doing exactly the same thing it's the same kind of move just on a different scale different right scale yeah. and it makes it sound horrendous mm. but i would say personally if i got to that level i'll try my best to uh you know try and not change my morals or what i have in, in me but at the end of the day if you know I can do this, I can, and obviously it drives the business down for these people here, but in in uh, the other, in other terms, I know I'm going to create this many jobs for my company, mm. I'm going to take care of my circle, I've got a boy who can then, I can now put at the head of this business where yeah. I'm putting there, like, the world is, and it's, it's been from day one caveman times, you mm. look after your own. So survival of the fittest, right? Survival of the fittest. Yeah. So if it just translates into business and stuff now, and which mm. company can survive better than the others? Who's going to outlast? We're talking about a company in Amazon and Apple and these types of companies that have more have a higher income revenue than a lot of or most of the gdp of different countries in the world like we're, and that's, we're talk, a, and that's that's power that's real power right there and that's a good thing to actually highlight because the, once you understand that it makes you think of what countries will do to protect their own to benefit their own and if you mm-hmm. actually look at obviously these companies are countries but the control and the influence they have is at a country level Agreed. so you can't just look at them and think oh it's the same business as you know uh, sports direct or whatever obviously sports direct calm size business but you know like the the level yeah, the you. levels these dons are playing at is literally um the endorsements it's from, a different ball they, game they, isn't they it? can they can control who they're funding they control they if they want to lean to the left they can then you know put some donations into people running for president all this kind of stuff yeah. like the finance and the money these guys are turning over is different level and i think it's naive for the average person to think that these people don't have an agenda so whatever their agenda is right now it might be positive you can i'm sure what they're trying to do they're not trying to just be you know complete savages but at the end of the day business is business money's to money Mm. no one wants to sell at a low no one wants to feel like they're getting ripped off but if you can force someone into that situation that benefits you and it's not illegal at the end of the day Mm. then it's just your morals to deal with Mm. obviously the legalities of it uh is all questionable depending on where you you uh sign you uh side with that obviously we're not gonna get into all that but (laughs) it's just one of them where you think bro if if you can if you can flourish and continue expanding your business and what you're doing you know isn't you know, killing people like Frank Underwood. My yeah. opinion is that life is life. And even based on, based on that, like uh, not too off topic with the uh, Kanye West and his uh, producer, because we had different things on that. Oh, where, I was going to bring that up actually. Yeah, Go when ahead. he was... Uh, so Kanye West had a producer and um, he slept in, uh, I think he was supposed to start at like nine. Yeah, and I think nine. He o'clock. slept in until 11.30 and... And obviously, Kanye West being Kanye West uh, fired him, even though I think it was the first day he, he slept in or was late for recording or engineering, whatever, obviously, the producer's doing for, like, how long he's been working for him. And my standpoint was, because the way I look at things, I look at, you have a job to do, you've signed a contract, and I think, especially in my industry, the responsibility I have, as obviously as a pharmacist, I recognise if I'm late to a store, that half an hour, that store can't open. You can't open about a pharmacist. It legally can't function. Yeah. So for me, I've had this innate mindset all the time where it's like, I completely see where Kanye West is coming from. Do I think it's fair? No, but at the end of the day, one, it's Kanye West. So you know he is a bit erratic and he doesn't stand for that kind of stuff. So you need to know who you're employed by. Two, I also think if it wasn't him, if I was a business, if I, if I were on the business or something, you were late by two hours, you don't know the step back and all that like I literally can't do my job even though I'm here on time he has every right and if he's the boss he has every right to fire him that's what was my stance yeah yeah no I hear that Uh, on the Kanye West situation uh, firing his producer see at the time I was a bit like I think it's a bit harsh because um, at the time I don't don't think he had an excuse why he was like I think he just slept in whatever Mm. Um, but you know there's an expectation there as you said from from Kanye West as his boss or whatever you want to call it but you know I would think as a bot, if I, you know, I, I plan on being a business owner one day. I think I've, I want to take situation into account, and I don't just want. I, I would. I think cooler heads prevail, and I just think that um, you you should take everything into account. So if someone does a thousand good things and one bad thing, you know, I wouldn't. I, depending on if what that bad thing was, I would like to think I would give them the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. I feel as though personally, if someone does something bad, but you know they've got a track record of being good. 
once you make it known that they've done something bad and it can't happen to, again, I feel like on the at least for the next month, they will be the employee of the month. They'll be the hardest working employee in your store, business, whatever it is. So I think it's it's always good to give people a second chance and everything. But, you know, I'm not going to question someone's methods of doing something. He's a genius in the, in the music lane, so he's doing that. But just to take it back to um, where we were going from before in terms of trusting governments and yeah, the leaders of governments, how they move businesses and everything... Um, you said before that you were going to mention something about Australia um, and security and things like that. What did you want to mention, bro? So I was listening to uh, Flagrant Two, and they brought up, oh, yeah. they brought it up, and I was like, "Raw, that's a very interesting thing." So I don't know if you guys uh, pay attention to Australian news, but uh, I think it's a good topic to discuss because I think the world is definitely going to end up going this way. Uh, and uh, this article says there's new legislation that makes it legal for Australian police to hack your devices, uh, any devices that is. It doesn't have to be an iPhone or whatever. It's literally any device if they suspect any criminal activity and this was ne- this was mainly directed at um uh pedophilia trying to lock, lock down on uh catching you know child predators people that have got a certain amount of uh child uh, pornography on the phone and whatnot and i just and they were discussing just is that intrusion you know needed like obviously they're saying this so that means the technology is to go through the phone every but obviously you can say that oh to be honest if you go through my phone like right now anyone could go from a phone and you literally anyone could go from a phone i'll give you my phone you can look, go from a pictures go for anything i'm not that fussed uh what people what people see and i've got nothing to hide so should we all adapt that or is it like wait hang on i have a house and you, the police can't just say right we're gonna try and mm. shut down all the uh, drug dealers. So we're just gonna start searching everyone's houses. Very yes, you know what yeah. I mean. Great, that's a great point. Actually, so it's one of them where it's like I wanted to I wanted to bring it up to ask you where do you stand on it? Because I've got my opinion, but I'll I'll hear yours first. Okay, as you said a little bit, like I never, I never feel I'm never gonna be doing anything that's. Uh, on the wrong side of the law for them to be you know checking my phone or my devices like you know i'm a pretty boring guy in a sense that Mm. you're just gonna find some netflix on there some documents on there pictures on there maybe nights out like there's nothing there's nothing that's gonna like you know jeopardize my um being in society and not in prison or whatever so it's i'm not really that bothered but i do what i do think is it's the principle. It's the it. principle, like you said, and I, I, I've always been like with technology and stuff. I'm, I'm one person who's quite open to it. I kind of enjoy the fact that like new technology in our generation, anyway, is constantly coming out, new ways of doing things, and you know, it's. I think it's really good. But yeah, that is a little bit intrusive. The point you made about like to catch every drug dealer, they're just going to go inside everyone's house. But I think because it's not tangible, them seeing them you know authorities like checking your yeah, phone and yeah. security security and everything it's not as much of a threat to people but really it is quite intrusive actually yeah. and um it, like you said on principle so it, I, i'm not sure i'm not too sure to be honest i think i would want to wait and see what happens in australia say mm. if what how it goes there i've got a friend uh, from australia actually so i might message him and see what he thinks about mm. it actually see what he says um but yeah what about you um they on the podcast they raise up a, a uh, Andrew Schultz made up, raised up a very good point, which said, obviously it's a bit mad, but the amount of people or the percentage in the of society that do, you know, are paedophiles, sex offenders, yeah, compared to you know other crimes that are constantly going on, it's a bit of a weird thing to try and put as a priority if that's the crime you're trying to stop mm. obviously it's probably the easiest very one, interesting that point is it's probably the easiest one to identify so it kind of makes sense but was then, he was he saying i haven't watched it or yeah. listened to it was he saying that it was like the reason for them to do it seems a little bit off yeah yeah yeah. okay so this ties into what nav told me my brother mm. nav yeah so he said america usa and uk have literally just passed legislation and they've signed it that basically means that they're going to start sharing all their IP with each other. Mm. So I said to Nav initially, like, oh, that's quite a good idea because for in terms of technology anyway, mm. what that means, I think we're yet, we're yet to find out. We're, we're not yeah. sure. But I said initially, I think the Australia, the UK and America in, in all their own ways have got to a point now where in terms of technology and how innovative we are, we're all at a similarish level. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. it, in a synergistic way, you know, 
Yeah, so it will everyone improve everyone. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're all at a similar level. So why don't we join like one kind of, you know, um, we will sign the same legislation, uh, which means that we share this data. We can share like um, um, innovation IP that will help each other's countries grow. Definitely. But what I also think the timing with what you've brought up mm-hmm. with Andrew Schultz saying his point is in like, is the paedophilia kind of catching these predators yeah. the main reason? Yeah, yeah. It kind of kind of fits into this whole vibe I think that's going on in society where I think more and more people are picking up on it. Where it's like, have we taken a turn in terms of how intrusive governments can get into our lives? Mm. Ten years ago, I feel like if you were to say to someone, "Well, you know, the government can access everything on your phone," they'd be like outraged, right? You'd be yeah, like, yeah. "How dare you?" Mm. But I feel like, I feel like, it's a little bit easier now and I don't want to speak out of turn or anything I don't want to like bring conspiracies into it like I'm not I'm not, I'm not really on that but I feel like what the pandemic might have done and it's interesting because it does come up on House of Cards you, you know when they're going for the election and basically they're like going to lose to Conway yeah, and yeah, basically yeah, they're like yeah, yeah, how yeah. do we control how do we get people to do what we want at the masses through fear right fear, yeah. so they're like there's a war on terrorism yeah. and it's in it's in America yeah. so the pandemic, you, I'm not trying to relate to the same thing. One's a fictional show, one's real life. But I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying, like, if, you know, f- fear of people's lives is a good way to kind of maybe push them, lean them towards maybe doing something that they might not usually do. Because, yeah. you know, in a situation where you're scared, you're going to listen to people that, you know, you should usually put trust in. And that's completely fine. Okay. And but when, you, when you presented it to it as it's the only option exactly to be successful or to survive or move forward yeah then you'll just listen exactly so, yeah. you're, you're more inclined to listen you have more reason to right mm-hmm. so it kind of feels like with this whole data that's been going in even a couple of years ago with the gdpr and stuff and then they how they regulated that and i feel like they're finding there's like other ways companies mm-hmm. are finding to do it and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, accepting cookies that kind of thing so yeah, it's like yeah. okay now we have to tell you we're going to take our data are you happy to do this Pick and i feel like hand. sorry up maryland <laughs> i feel like everyone <laughs> i just can't laugh. Sorry. um i feel like everyone would just press accept cookies right but if you press no you can still go on the page yeah yeah so sure. it's like but you just press yes because you're like oh, okay this yeah, is what you're supposed yeah, to do yeah, yeah, and when yeah. they're in two different colors it is so yeah, it's just yeah. so what i'm trying to get at the point of is following on from what andrew schultz said yeah. it, it might be the fact that there's something else going on and we're like ooh. I just think I, you I know agree. what I'm saying. It, like, why why do I, they want to like why do they want access to everyone yeah. really? Like, because Intel in countries like Australia are very good. They have their own equivalent of the MI5 or CIA. Yeah, they have they they have their own. I'm not sure what it's called, but they obviously have their own because they're a Western country, mm-hmm. a modernized country and everything. So it's just a bit like, oh, it's hard to tell, isn't it? What's it's hard to. Um, What's really, what's really good, what's being presented to us as a positive for society just yeah. seems like they're still trying to benefit somehow behind it. But then everything you said, I completely agree. What I would say to you is, is that just the world we live in now? Is that, do you think, as we both said, we both have sat here and everyone listening to this podcast, I hope, will sit there and be like, to be fair, if they want to go through our phones and it's going to, you know, potentially catch three percent of the population that is you know that are sex offenders and then they'll catch well 15 percent of the population that are you know doing nefarious things lawbreakers is that just the price we pay for our own safety is that just you know what it costs that's the that's just the way yeah. society is in 2021 because for me i think it gets to the point where i'm just like it's going that way like it definitely is as much as you can fight as much as you say conspiracies that they're, they're intrusive everyone everyone can agree that there is a certain level of boundaries that keep on getting cro- getting crossed and crossed and crossed and you know it started with the vaccine not, we're not, not not talking about the vaccine as as a uh, negative thing but i'm just saying how go get vaccinated you know, everyone get vaccinated all that but with the you know the social media everything that's going on in social dilemma on netflix recommend watching that um we did a podcast on that as well um the way everything's moving it just seems like we're just fighting technology and we're fighting the fact that governments have way more information about us Mm. but then we all know that this is happening yeah but what what effect does it actually have on you like right now Right now, if you, if me and you talk about 
uh, oh, by the way, mate, you know what? I think f- for your house, you should get a new desk. Like, How about if you get a wooden desk, a wooden mm. desk? I promise you within a week, you'll start seeing wooden decks popping on your Instagram ads, yeah. this, this, that. Yeah. And then everyone knows that because it's, it's happened to them. I've had times where I've been speaking about my boy and I'm like, right, Jordan ones have just come up. I was just saying, oh, I fancy the pair. Mm. And it's come out of nowhere. But it's getting to the point where if you're not doing anything wrong, more and more I think about it is, obviously I don't agree with it, but I'm actually like, bro, if I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm not doing a madness. Yeah. Like, is that just life now? I think it's, okay. I mean? So I think, do you remember our dystopia versus utopia yeah, video? Yeah, so yeah. if you haven't seen that, go watch that on YouTube. YouTube. Um, Off-White Boys on YouTube. Go yeah. check it out. It's a great video. Subscribe. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, so basically, I think it's, it's not the collection of the data that worries me. Mm-hmm. I think... I'd like to get paid for that, you know, because extra money is extra money, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I think it's what they can do with it. So the argument is, or not the argument, but the fact of the matter is they can influence people to make decisions that they might not usually make based on that. And I think for me... The it, interference, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, that, then it's interfering. Because, and it's not just about you mentioning Jordan 1s and then it advertising Jordan 1s. It's more about the... Consumerism is always going to be pushed because I think that, you know corporations who you know they rub shoulders with politicians and then Mm. they these acts and uh, you know legislation come out for example the one i mentioned about uk australia and america Mm -hmm. but um what the what the worry is for me is that if they start using data and our phones to sway us to do one thing or to do another i think that's when you know free will is something that i think every human wherever you are should have the right for um so you're saying potentially this could lead to like subconscious programming and behavioral changes that people aren't even aware that are happening to them exactly so you you, it's you're not aware that it's happening so you're not it's not a threat i guess but it's like yeah, it, it can happen, you know what I mean? It can, no, no, it can, no, and, and um, point, for example, yeah. I think phones in general and social media, for example, have you ever heard anyone say, I've got TikTok, for example, it's a, it's a good app, but I've consciously decided to start going on it less. So I'll speak to someone, I'll be like, oh, they'll be like, oh, oh I could be on TikTok for four hours. Mm-hmm. And then what I, do you know what I found? Yeah, I would find that I would watch a video for over a minute and I'd be like, oh, it's getting long now. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, it's a minute. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, now yeah. it's. I feel like TikTok yeah, yeah. is like is like yeah. getting people to. It's like they, your attention span is attention span is decreasing. Yeah, so yeah. then I once I started doing that, I was like, cool. I'm gonna go on it like once before I go to bed at night, and then that's yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? I'm set gonna self limits exactly set yourself limits. But I feel like yeah. especially younger people who are not aware of the fact that like there's kids now who are going to high school, mate, yep. that have never lived in an era where there's not been an iPad. Yeah, yeah they've been born like, what? So if say if you're in you're 11 now. So you were born into you, mate. We were in high school when kids now are going high school were born. It's two thousand seven or whatever, right? So it's like, how, how can that even like it? The pressures and the pressures and the and the the fact that we're in this world where they're they're not even aware of the fact that they've been influenced by day one. You're not supposed to know anything different. I don't like the idea of humans becoming just like so controllable. I think change, difference is like one of the best things about humans how we always fight for like our rights and stuff throughout set you and one thing that's and having your own opinions yeah and if they if they start to see us as data or behavioral or trends then they're like okay so 13 to 15 year olds like this at this time they finish school at this okay on their phones let's make sure we put a tiktok up about you know what labor might be doing and yes. they keep spanning that keep spanning that subconsciously they're like oh when it gets to voting age you're like oh i quite like labor. yeah I've exactly that. it's like that kind of stuff you know so th- yeah. okay so ch- imagine this i'm going to set the scene for you here we go this comes from consumerism right so mm-hmm. people want to make money fair enough go ahead do your thing okay so business is like i'm going to use data through governments or whatever or through my own means and ways of getting data to be able to not only to sell to customers but also start to influence them cool yeah, yeah. 10 years 20 years 30 years go down the line oh i'm getting i'm every year i'm increasing one two five percent here and there it goes down a bit mm. and then something happens in the political scene and people get angry take a turn and i lose my percentages yes one sec yeah so they're like oh, okay then this company comes out and goes, hello, Mr. Company Man. <laughs> I have for you this almost human being that will never go against what you're saying. They will act, they will consume, they will be as a human, 
but they are not human. Mm-hmm. So when they when you need them to obey, they will obey. <laughs> you will never lose money. Your percentages will only increase because yeah. they have no need for revolution or fr- freedom because they're not human. Yeah, yeah. So somehow companies start making robots, right? Yeah, yeah. And then slowly and surely, people are like, companies are like, I'm making more money. hundred years ago than that. Oh, I'm making more money from these robots, and I'm humans. They have to sleep. What's the point in humans at some point? They have to eat, really. Right. They just work twenty four so hours. So they work and they consume. That's it. Yeah. So the companies are making loads of money. So then it gets to a point where I'm like, I mean, I'm more understanding the, I'm more understanding of the point of why AI could become dangerous. Yeah, hundred percent. Not only AI, but like these robots, right? Because yeah consumerism will end humanity in my opinion 100%. we're gonna get so greed and it's in it we can't control this from the begin, the first man was here and his clan his you know tribe clashed another tribe the reason they competed was because they wanted what the other one had yeah. whether that was their women their food their shelter it, so from you can't tell me this isn't a possibility right so like are we going to go down a path that's going to become irreversible at some point do you know what I mean? I think we started down it already. And I think mm. it's one of them where it's, I I would say I'm getting to, to the point where I'm actually a bit fearful just to see, because I think in our lifetime, we will see noticeably change because what, we're 25 in 50 years, this, the world we live in could be unrecognizable when you get to the stage of the exponential growth of technology. When you look back in our mums, in our parents' generation, so what, literally 25 years ago, before we were born, 25 years ago, look at what it was like in 1995. Like, just deep that. Mm. There wasn't an electric car. People were, people, in, the wi- uh, Wi-Fi wasn't banging off like this. Your phones wasn't off like this. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I don't, I don't think the, the first iPhone wasn't out by then. No, the first and, iPhone uh, came out in 2007. 2007, like, people are deep in the speed out of the way. Like, even, yeah. even, uh, a uh, desktop, a desktop at, at school. I remember when I got a, a touchscreen desktop, a desktop at school, HP. Uh, I think touchscreen, yeah, jeez. Yeah, what I'd, school do you go to? <laughs> I would have been like year nine, and we were gas. Oh wait, what our school? Touchscreen? Yeah. No, no, at home. Oh, at home. Rome. Sorry, so got we caught one at home. So we were like, oh, jeez, that's mad. that's lit. Like I was like, that's mad, Dad. Let's go. <laughs> like, this is this is calm. You look at it now, it's like. Bro, where's the Mac? We're like, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah, Give yeah, me the yeah, MacBook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look at TVs. I remember you seen a TV in the living room. We've had that for like 12 years. 12 years Surprise it's still running, man. When my dad bought it, it was like yeah. 1,200. And we oh, got there and days. we were like, bro, look at this 50 inch. Yeah, dad, drop the peas. No, <laughs> no, no worries. You got, you got curries now. You can cop them for 300. Mm. And it's just that. And I've got no clue what's next, but the way innovation is going and the way that people are thinking, it's just people are just constantly, constantly creating. How can we make life easier? How can we sell things? How can we integrate things? How can we make life uniform from my phone? I want to send my phone to my laptop, the laptop to my ears. I go to school. How can I send my, uh, can I send parents a text straight away? Like the want of making everything uniform and anything so easy for humans will eventually make us redundant because Ooh, yeah everything we're doing is we're gonna just, we're, we're creating things that eventually might replace us right yeah. and it's if, it's if we, true. there's there was um a story that came out basically and it said um this artificial intelligence got created and they they did it on purpose in a lab or whatever and they wanted them to communicate so they started communicating to each other in a language that like a coded language and then eventually after a while they started communicating to each other in a coded language that humans couldn't understand so they'd in this time they'd been switched on and communicating they'd figured out that how to communicate how to that they were getting watched or whatever or viewed i don't know how how you want to look at it mm-hmm. how to create a new language how to use that language to communicate so they switch one of them off and then they couldn't switch the other one off because it gets attached itself to a satellite yeah. and then you know they couldn't do anything and then eventually they managed to turn it off and they were like yeah we're not doing this again <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. we're at that stage now yeah, that's what i'm saying and then you look at elon musk so elon musk i feel like is um someone who is looking at as many world problems as there is mm-hmm. and trying to solve them so mm-hmm. for example they came out saying tesla that they're going to create this bot and I was like, oh, skeptical at first. But then it, it came to the point where uh, I looked at the article and it said, it quoted that Elon Musk was creating this basically um, to prevent 
humans having to do the jobs that are dangerous in the factories of Tesla. So I was mm. like, okay, like if someone's going to get destroyed, if and I say destroyed because it can be a machine or a human, like a car crushes them, you'd rather it be a, hum- a, robot, a robot than a human, right? Yeah. And then it's like two sides of the story. So it's like, so you're replacing someone's job yeah, with yeah, something yeah. you're creating. So you're not really paying for it. You're not paying a salary. You're actually saving money, increasing profit. So it's like, it's always how you see it and how you perceive it. And there's always messaging. And I think the that's the thing I think me and you are really good at is not that we're conspiracy theorists, but I'd say we're, you know, probably skeptical more than the average person. But on the sense of, I think we just... We we see what's being what what's being told to us, and we take it as face value. But then we also see behind the the messaging from the other side. So like as you said, there Elon Musk is obviously correctly. You know he knows uh, the uh, public perception would be like, oh he's he's creating a great thing. You know yeah. that's good. Oh yeah, I don't want my dad to be going to work working fourteen hour shifts, tired, falls asleep, and a, a car falls of him, or he or the uh, forklift you know just drops him off if it's a if it's a robot there. But you're like, you got to then question like, oh, but then he's gonna work out. Oh, this robot can work. As I said, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. They don't get fact, tired. They don't need sleep. In fact, maybe, obviously, this job isn't uh, that dangerous, but it's probably cheaper for me to just make another robot that can do this. And it keeps going. It keeps going. You go to Tesco. Uh, Amazon stores don't mm-hmm. even have um, uh, workers there anymore. Go in, uh, ping, get your thing out. And it's just one of them where it's all, we consume it because it's all convenience and it adds to us. If it means that Tesla can make a hundred thousand cars more because they're working you know the 12 hours of the day where people would be asleep yeah one so year then, becomes two years right? trust me so then it's one of them where people need to be aware that because it's convenient doesn't always mean it's going to be beneficial for you yeah. in the long run and that's what we're seeing alone with global warming all everything in the world in my opinion is just this big circle and even with global warming 20 years ago, we're looking at things, oh, fossil fuels, that's great. Bro, we can bang, we can play FIFA all day now, mm. all this, uh, oh, keep the house warm, blah, blah, blah. 20 years later, look at this, oh, things are rising, we've got irreversible changes. Mm. If we don't switch on and think about what's actually innovation that's happening in the technolo- technological world, it's going to be a bigger doomsday than global warming as well, bro. And that's mm. what I think. Agreed, bro. And it makes you think like, so there's like a few space companies that are coming out now. You've got like SpaceX, you've got the um, Blue Moon or whatever it's called. I can't mm-hmm. even remember the uh, Jeff Bezos one. You've got obviously NASA, you've got other countries that have got their own space space NASA. exploration. I rate NASA. I just, yeah. I just like them. Wavy company, yeah, in yeah. it. Um, but um, it got me, just got me thinking then what you were saying in terms of, so I because I was thinking, okay, so if you replace jobs, human jobs with robots, you need humans to buy your products, right? Mm-hmm. So then I was like, but where, there's too many, they're going to get to a point where there's too many humans on our earth where we can't sustain earth. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I feel like, the they want to go to Mars and colonize it because if you say you take three billion people to Mars, you not only help Earth, but you're also gonna have a country and a whole other globe that can buy your products. That what are they gonna do? They're just gonna repopulate. Mm-hmm. And if you go to uh, if you go to Mars, maybe we can hold seven billion. Maybe that can hold like four and a half, five. Yeah. Like I'm liking the figures. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah. So it's a bit smaller and stuff like that. Yeah. So like I'm just like they're going to obviously multiply them more humans. So there's like another 3 billion people that can come mm-hmm. on earth and then like they double there. So now we're talking like 20 billion. So you're like, yeah, I'm doubling my profits yeah. and all that stuff. But you know, okay, so I want to lead on to the next point I want to get to. Before go you, before you go into that, I feel like you had a very serious pod for the last, you know, half an hour. I want to ask you a quick question. <laughs> go on. What are you saying? You're going to Mars then? If, if you, if they, if they said we need... All day, every we day. Need, we need 25% of the population of each yeah, country. 100%. 100%. I'm gone. To like, volunteer, you're gone. Yeah, I'm gone. Because I would rather... Just, like, imagine just... I was, I've always loved, like, the idea of going to space. Yeah, yeah. I've always, like, just... It's always fascinated me, I guess. Mm. But I just feel like... You know, imagine that as an experience. Because eventually... Know, as, in, as in you're not coming back. As in, you're, they're saying... Ooh, you're not coming live, back. Like, we're taking enough population where... Obviously, so you, you're getting up there, you know, there's there's seven... There's three, four billion people going and you're repopulating. You've got to yeah, find, probably, you've got to you know, because there's gonna, bills, there's still gonna be, it's going to be the same, isn't it? Like, yeah, 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 if, yeah. If, if there's, like, cities and it's, like, yeah, jobs yeah, and all, yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, why not, innit? I'll be telling you, come as well. Yeah. Imagine they're like, okay, we're going to take 
we're going to take 500 million people and it's like because it's only you yeah. your salary is going to be massive yeah yeah like your cities are just going to be brand new everything yeah. like it's going to be sick like yeah. it's going to be it's going to be like imagine living in shanghai but like everywhere is shanghai yeah. Or like um, Singapore, sorry, like everything's so well Shanghai too, I guess, but so modern, like cities, like amazing apartments. Be, oh my god, like I would be like, sorry, mom, I'm gone, innit? it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just, I need to make sure now I have no health problems because they ain't taking no <laughs> health yeah, problems yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah. innit? Exactly. You know what I mean? So, exactly. but yeah, what about you? Would you go? I feel like you wouldn't, but I feel like you should. Depends who's on it. I can't lie. I'm sure <laughs> I'm that's not the it. correct answer, but it does. How are we going to do? We're going to have to do intergalactic off-white pods, mate. Yeah, that's trust me. Imagine do. that. I would be... Um, <laughs> That'd be a I, good topic. To be honest, I think I would go... One, this is going to sound a bit cheesy, but I'm actually thinking, you know, obviously with my career and everything, I feel like I, I would be of use there. So That's was, not cheesy. I, that's I was, facts. You know, like I'd go, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you could, they, they, these dons going to need... People you know, need drugs up there too. Just, Legal drugs. So we'll be sorting it. We'll, I, yeah, I reckon I'd back it. Um, yeah, Come on, let's um, go. Obviously, if, if my mum stayed and the girl could come, that'd be perfect. So that'd be that'd be calm, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's just yeah, so, see ya. Yeah, so it's one of them. This yeah. is one of them. I hope my mum doesn't listen to. It. So uh, yeah, it's all yeah. Calm. You just got to hope FaceTime like he's calm it, with the yeah, satellites oh, and everything. Bro, that'd be peak. I but, think uh, there'd be there'd be infrastructure put in place so things would be accessible, like yeah, these yeah. types of things. Are I think they've got to take. I think they got to take like ten thousand uh, civil engineers and construction work- workers. Oh, yeah, give it, yeah. give it five years, build it up. And They've got to, then go. in our lifetime. <laughs> there's not, I don't, oh, it's hard, it, unless we can do a Amazing. lot. Because imagine you've got to like do tests on Mars first. Like oh, we, we've never sent anyone. We've only sent like bots and stuff, right? So we know what it looks like. We know what the train is. We know there's a lack of water there. Mm-hmm. We know there seems there's possible like rivers underneath this like mm-hmm. first level mm-hmm. of surface and stuff. So there's potential, but we don't know. We there's not been enough research done as to if it's uh, inhabitable. So it's it's interesting, isn't it, really? Mm. I, def- I definitely think, uh, I, def- I, 100%, I, don't, I might not be out of time, but I 100% think we're going yeah, to uh, colonise uh, different... I think we have way, to, isn't it? The way we s- move, that's just the way we are. We're in, humans and certain countries, we're just savages, mate. So if there's no beef on uh, Mars, we're just going to keep investigating, seeing what we can do and... There's too much interest right now from the people that can afford to do it, which yeah. makes me think they all know something that we don't know. Either I think it comes down to two perspectives in terms of like let's try and move because you know it's going to be beneficial financially and just as like a I guess as when you when you're a philanthropist or whatever you have like an ego in a sense where mm-hmm. you're like I did this kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah, or it's a sense of we've run this earth to and its atmosphere to the ground where it's possibly irreversible now yeah, so let's yeah. try and just continue it on and once yeah. we know how to do it once then it's then global um the, the new mars government would be like we don't care about um glo- uh, what's it called the, i can't even think of the words uh being environmentally friendly and stuff yeah, because yeah. worst case scenario in just, five in a thousand years we'll just dip on. to freaking next planet do you yeah. know what i'm saying but um, <laughs> get me only for girls though yeah. uh, but um, what I was going to say was following on from that so obviously we've mentioned him a couple of times uh, in this part already but Bezos so I saw an article basically that said that he has set up a research lab in Cambridge uh, and essentially what it's going to do oh, yeah. is it's going to uh they're doing research into how to rejuvenate cells um, in humans. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's going to prolong the lifespan of human beings, which is interesting in itself. It kind of touches into your field a bit, mm-hmm. um, but I just thought I'd just put in. I think I think I think it comes and again, not to have reference House of Cards, but it kind of ties in. So there's a scene today where um, there was someone and they go to. It kind of is like um, Bohemian Grove. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that scene where they, where uh, Frank goes to this thing? Where uh, and it's like they're in the woods and yeah, Tusk yeah, is yeah, there and everything. Yeah, so the yeah, guy yeah, is yeah. basically pitching his idea to these like very influential billionaires and politicians, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, basically, I'm going to be able to t- take someone's uh, consciousness and put it onto like a device or something. Mm. So essentially, yeah, people yeah, who have yeah, got yeah. so much money, they're like, and it's not just about the money. I think it's about the power, right? So it's yeah. like, I don't want to just be here for a hundred years yeah, and then yeah. be gone. I want to be here for legacy. like a thousand and yeah. continue my legacy yeah, yeah. hands on. Right. Mm. So it kind of makes sense. I feel like Jeff Bezos is like a, he's like a real life super villain. Right. <laughs> Where every, I think with, for example, Elon Musk and Warren Buffet and, you know, Bill Gates, I feel like with them, they're always doing things that's very human where yeah. I feel like Elon Musk 
he's doing stuff to solve problems like the tunnels in the LA solve the traffic problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Electric cars lower emissions and yeah. solve that problem and yeah. solar panel roof tiles like make them more practical, affordable like, practical and yeah, trying yeah. to do it like even his reasoning for SpaceX colonising Mars and everything it's a very like but with Jeff Bezos I don't he does nothing <laughs> he went to Mars uh, sorry he went to space because he was like I, I want to go to space yeah, he was like yeah, yeah. yeah it's been a dream of mine and my brother's like I want to go to space like yeah. we're talking billions of like s- yeah. just sending it up yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the amount of petroleum you use yeah. by sending a rocket up is yeah. like crazy yeah. right so he's, he they just and, and his I, his his ego is at the point yeah. where have you heard his he, laugh as well? He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his ego is at a point where, like, even I was thinking, like, everyone who works who is a business partner of him or whatever is like, this guy is essentially putting his life at risk. Yeah, just for the shareholders must have been like, <sighs> just for the clout of saying I've been to space, and I was like, that's when I knew this Don was just like a savage. Yeah, like. There's certain stuff like even like footballers, celebrities, you know, insurance wise, they don't do certain things. I think they said like NBA players can't go like skiing or yeah. like skydiving in the off time because they're playing. But Jeff Bezos is at the point where I don't care if I'm a billionaire or whatever. I want to do this because then he's just when, above everything, isn't he? When I enter those rooms, everyone's everyone here. Elon Musk, everyone, we've all got peas, but who's been to space? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what, and that's I, what it is. I feel like it was a dig at Elon. Yeah, yeah, Because he yeah, was yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, you send all your man up to space, I've yeah, been I'm there. I'm going. Do you know I'm what I'm going saying? Myself, yeah. I feel like his space company is probably not at the level of SpaceX's because mm-hmm. SpaceX has been around for a while, but yeah. it will get there very quick and very well because, mm-hmm. you know, when you've got that much money, you can hire the smartest people on earth to do that. So speaking of this lab, he's offering a salary of a million dollars a year yeah, to nice. the people who are working in there. Not not sure if it's to everyone, but I'm sure that's probably the highest salary. So obviously rejuvenating skill cells, skin cells and everything, uh, trying to increase life expectancy and stuff of people. So it's like, what do you think about that? Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Like, I think humans were meant to live forever. Hence why we get old and die, right? Old and die. I think it's going to get to the point where if we can... you got to think like... But I suppose every generation thinks like this, to be fair. Because you look at people who were dying at, uh, in the, you know, the uh, World War times where people were dying at, you know, 45, 50 was a good life. Everyone was like, oh, which is yeah, mad, which is mad. So, and that, I imagine all of them wouldn't expect to, that people are living to hundreds nowadays. So, but we're talking about a whole different, I get what you're saying. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about a whole different ball game here. Mm. What, what basically happening is we've increased um, investment and research into the pharmaceutical industry, mm-hmm. um, palate. Politic, politic care, whatever it's called. Palliative care. Palliative care. Um, so we can treat older people better. So they do. Mm-hmm. They, they technically, if you're in a, t- a more comfortable environment, you might live for longer and stuff like that. Um, so these are things that are like th- there's a cap on them, right? Yeah. You can yeah, you can yeah. you can prolong someone's life to a certain point. But if you're rejuvenating cells and you're transferring conscious, I'm not saying they're doing that, but it's mm. as yeah, say yeah, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is we're talking about like a whole different level of like growing older and this, do you know what I'm saying? This field is one of them where I got, I don't really fall by it that much. I don't think it's good. Like, I, I, I just don't think, I, me personally, I don't know what, what benefit is there to uh, living forever if you are 15, you've got ambitions of achieving certain stuff in life. You want to have a career and you get to a point where you have children, you have grandchildren, you're like, yes, I've lived a happy, successful life. But if you're living forever, then what, 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 like the concept of life right now, it, is, changes, it changes, doesn't it? And it's, and for me, it's kind of like unfavorable, whatever the word is, yeah. uh, that living forever would then mean what I did in the next 10 years kind of doesn't really matter. I can. You know what? If you're going to live for 500 years, you're like, what's 10 years in it? Trust me. What's 10 years of just getting messed up every yeah. single day for 10 years? Because all I'd, if I'm rich, I do uh, Bangkok for 10 years. I do mm. bare different drugs. I go mm. partying all the time for 10 years because at the end of it, I might have aged like 20 years, but then just pump me up with this thing, the serum, and I'm good to go exactly. for another 200 years. Trust me. Like, the, like you say, it's, it's unfathomable is the perfect word because yeah. you we cannot predict how the dynamic of being a human would change in that case no I feel like at the beginning certainly it would be for the elite and the rich only yeah yeah because yeah, if you're paying a million people just to research the potential of it 
you're gonna be paying hundreds of millions to even get whatever it is serum whatever treatment they're gonna be doing to do it but it's just interesting to bring it up because i'm just like the la- where does where does the line even stop with these people in it? Like it's Everyone, actually crazy. I think once you <laughs> there's a, probably a lab for everything out there in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's one of them where hopefully the technology can be used beneficially in a medical way as well. But I do think it's going to get to the point where fifty hundred years people are just pumping it just to live longer. And who knows? I, I, it's just. As I said, it's just a weird concept for me to grasp of thinking mm. what's what what would then be achievable. What would then give you the ups and the highs of mm. life if yeah. you know that you've still got for eternity to live. You know, but it, yeah, it's 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 sorry to cut you off. It's yeah. like I, I can see why someone like Jeff Bezos would want to do it because if you think he's like okay, I started this company in my twenties, like or early thirties, whenever, and he's like okay, like I've reached this point where. I could die in the next 30, 40 years, but mm-hmm. like I've got another 300 years of work in my plan to yeah. do because I see I want to see Amazon grow into this thing and I want to be the one in control, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking if, my, if I could do it and I could afford it and you have this organization that you're the spearhead of, mm. it would be so hard to not want to do that and what want to prolong your life because you want to be that guy right you're like yo i own this like this is my thing like how could i not want to be around and continue it you know what i'm saying yeah no it's it's true and when you're that rich have you seen his yacht yeah it's mad mate his yacht is i would say the yacht is the size like looking at my street now this cul-de-sac i would say the yacht is the size of my cul-de-sac like it's humongous it's a ship mate it's a ship. And it looks amazing, doesn't it? Like absolutely perfect. You know when you look and then I saw someone do a comparison of a normal yacht to it and I was like, it's not it's like it's like less than a fifth of the size. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, Jesus. No, it's, it's it's uh it's silly. He's loving life, he's chilling, mate, and he got a divorce, so you know man's here clapping cheeks. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a mad thing. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Uh, yeah, Bezos, shout out to you, bro. Yeah. If if you're hiring, bro, like up there, come like oh, we're me, on it, I'll, we're on it. I'll, I'll if you leave. want us to do a little podcast on Amazon Prime and that, yeah, we're yeah, down, brother. Me. honestly yeah yeah, but yeah just interesting i just thought i'd bring it up in it but um uh, another thing we're kind of staying on top my bad just kind of staying on topic a little bit there was another article that i read just to kind of end off the pod and everything Mm -hmm. of this girl 10 year old girl Mm -hmm. um i can't remember where she's from i'll try and get it up after but 10 year old girl she got a higher iq than einstein and she's like i want to colonize mars i was like whoa like i don't even get how that's possible like, how can a 10-year-old be that smart? Like, are you even... What, I don't get it. Yeah, but what, Like, as a 10-year-old, what are you on, like? She's going to have no friends when she's older, though, I reckon. <laughs> it's going to be one of them things. But uh, <laughs> You think so? No, no, I think it's one of them where... There's always those wonder children, isn't it? That uh, yeah. just... The brain's just built differently. Just how you have... Um, uh, she's from Mexico. I was going to say, just how you have, uh, you know less academically <laughs> good people. There's always going to be those yeah, bright yeah. stars. There's anomalies on either side yeah, of the yeah, average yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. I hear I what just, you're saying. I was just trying to think about how to say that. Mate. So, yeah, no, I think... I'm glad I've, you're learning to stop, stop yourself before you talk. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes. Think, you know, but yeah, I, I think I think that is mad. Yeah. 10 uh, years old, you know, Adara Perez Sanchez from Mexico, staggering IQ of 162, higher than Hawking and Einstein. What? Yeah, yeah. And, and Hawking, I just feel like and she can walk, so she's be building Hawk, <laughs> Hawking as well, mate. So you know, it's been romantic. She can walk and talk, like yeah, it's mad exactly. still. But uh, but yeah, mate. Um, Mexican as well, right? That's good. They're not normally the brightest. <laughs> You know, you cannot say. Oh, that, sorry, man. I was ending the podcast on yeah, small. Yeah, yeah, it's just nah, a bit nah. of banter, you know. <laughs> you can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> it's just a bit of banter, isn't it? Some of the smartest people ever, uh, Mexican. For example, El Chapo. El Chapo, billion he's dollar cold, business, cold, mate. cold, pa- Pacquiao, mate. Even though he's been banging the head all the time, you know, <laughs> he's, he's from he, the Philippines, though. <laughs> oh my god, Canelo Alvarez. Let's uh, say, yeah, nah. goodness, I, I knew he's Filipino. <laughs> yeah. God. I knew that, lads. I knew that. Uh, anyway, but come on, end the podcast yeah. <laughs> before Dave gets to shut down permanently. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's the end of the podcast this week. Um, make sure you follow us on our socials at Off White Pod. If you're interested in sport and football, Off White Ballers. Um, 
you look on there, make sure you join our FPL league if you haven't already. But it's probably a little bit too late now. Would it? Would the points? No, they can still join. Still join. Still yeah, join. the codes in content the coming on the F what bowlers still to come. We saw yes, guys, yes, we're sorting that out. Yeah. We're just trying to push on the pod at the moment, and For you sure. know, our time. We we have full time jobs, guys. Just want to let you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, this is just a bit of fun, so. We're not out here, you know, just recording content whenever we can. We're not, we're not, we're not full-time YouTubers slash podcasters yet. Trust so, me, you know. I can't wait to. Uh, I can sack off my job and do this for a living. But we need you guys to push us to the top. Of course, mate. So, yeah, yeah thank you for listening. If you've got this far, hopefully you have. And um, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening. Peace. <laughs>